welcome everybody back to the Game Vault Podcast. I am your host, Mark, and uh, happy December to everyone, um, which I know for myself means let's try to play as many of the 2023 games as possible for Game of the Year. But then again, I'm a single man without a family, so much easier for myself. People that won't have the time to do that are my co-hosts, Jen and Tom. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Thinking about what I have to play before the end of the year is it's giving me anxiety already. I kind of have anxiety too, just putting the list together. Like, I don't know why, but that's funny. I feel the same way. Yeah. The fun part is my, I, uh, as everyone knows out there, I, I have the time, the luxury to play a lot more games than my co-host here. Um, so I'm, I'm stressing at finding a 10, like who's my 10th game <laughs> going to be in the top 10. <laughs> the whole we're, over kind of to, we're over here trying to get five yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's where i'm at i'm gonna be uh uh playing one game that might be end up on that list this week you'll hear about it next week um and then i should be done um for our episode but anyway speaking of that um what have you guys been playing we'll start with tom i have been playing sea of stars hell a, yeah quite a good amount of it nice uh I'm 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 hoping that I move somewhat quickly through the story. I I feel like anytime I play an RPG like this, I get super sucked in, and I end up wanting to do everything, and it takes me forever. Good news is, um, hundred percent's like thirty-two hours, so okay. it's not that bad. That's not I'm bad still, at all. I'm only like eight hours in, nine hours maybe. Uh, so it's it's hard when I can only play for like an hour. Yeah. Every every, <laughs> every time I turn the thing on. But yeah, Sea of Stars so far, really good. Uh, really, I mean, the music keeps me engaged also. The music is so freaking good. It is really good. I cannot understate how good it is. <laughs> if we um, if we had categories like that depth in Game of the Year, um, this would 100% yeah. win Best Music. Oh yeah, if we had like a Best Soundtrack, this would blow everybody out of the water. Final Fantasy 16 was good. But this is yeah. The the only contender from what away. I heard was Wonder. Wonder was pretty good too, but I, this is still still better than in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, did, uh, a lot of Sea of Stars. Um, I'm trying to think. Did you notice that you could, whenever you're at an inn in a town, you can have the pirates uh, cycle through all the songs? Yes. Yeah. The I just I just actually got to that where you can tell them to play different songs. Yeah. So uh, pretty I, cool. I like that. And they it's a they they just knocked it out of the park i can't i can't be upset by it at all the music is just excellent and one quick question before you move on unless you want to keep talking about sea of stars um because i'm going to talk about it a lot yep um have you gotten your fourth party member yet not yet i think i'm about to okay uh because of things that just happened i'm about i'm pretty sure yeah that person's my favorite character in the game just let you know uh yeah i'll put it in in the chat but i'm pretty sure i know who uh but yeah it's sea of stars so far excellent um and i've been playing super mario rpg i keep forgetting that that is a a game of the year contender i guess i i i don't know if we really are going to count it because it's so much the same game yeah um um, i would i'm i'm including it um for mine so if you want to include it go ahead okay yeah i mean it's 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 super mario rpg with a new coat of paint and some new music. It's it's really good. Yeah, I there's, cannot... uh, there's some change in mechanics that I think warrants. Okay, yeah, yeah. the battle the battle system. Yeah, that makes. Uh, there's there's enough of a change. I agree that 
it's a little different. Story hasn't changed anything like that. Yeah. Good news is with this game, um, probably 15 hours at max. That's that's why I started playing it because I was like, oh, it'll be a nice breezy game, and then I realized I have all these other games I have to like yeah. get into before the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. And 15 is if you dick around. Right, if you go, if you don't go straight through the story, right? That's yeah. that's why it's baby's first RPG because there's not really there's not really side quests. I mean, there are a little bit, but not nothing that's going to go off and take you three hours to complete. No, no, nothing like, like that. Like a Final Fantasy or something. There's like one big side quest um, that takes a little bit, unless if you're unless you're really good at uh, problem solving, then you can probably yep. do it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them are pretty easy. Yeah, there aren't any that I I remember that were like, oh man, this is gonna take forever. Nothing like nothing nothing game breaking or no. to make you think like, oh man, I really need to do this side quest to beat the game. Nothing like. That. But yeah, um, have you been playing with the new music or the old music? I've been playing with the new music. Okay, me too. Yeah, uh, I figured I would I would like to experience the the new music. Yeah, I then... I I've beaten the game three times, so I've gotten enough of the old music. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, excuse me. Ugh. I just got Malo not that long ago, and we went through the castle with um, where you have to drain the water. Yeah, which yeah. I get lost. In. I get lost in that stupid thing every time. <laughs> and there's another yeah. one that that I get lost into, but I can't remember what it is. I feel Glad, like it's the underground one. Glad the you got, yeah, yeah. There, there's one coming up. Yeah, uh, that with, one with the is, mole people. Yes, um, the moles. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So you got um. You got notorious uh, tadpole mallow. That's right, the tadpole, <laughs> the white, fluffy ta- tadpole. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interested to see um, what you think of a couple of those games going forward. Um, Jen, what have you been up to? Uh, so playing pretty much the, the usual games. I actually, I guess, because of the holiday, um, didn't really get to play too much of a variety, but. Um, I've been playing both ARC games that are out. Okay. So I think I mentioned this last time, but just in case I didn't, ARC came out with a remastered version. So the original was called um, ARC Survival Evolved, mm-hmm. and the remaster is called ARC Survival Ascended. So Ascended Ooh. came out um, in the wake of, you know, waiting for ARC 2, which is, you know, the totally different Vin Diesel one. Um, <laughs> but uh, ARC Survival Ascended, which is the new one, is a zillion times better graphics-wise. Um, it is still very, I don't want to say broken, because its it functions pretty normally, um, but there are a lot of things that they need to fix um, that don't make sense right now. Uh, like trees can glitch after you cut them down, and they still appear to be standing, but you can walk right through them. So they're like ghost trees. Oh, um, like cruising USA trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then other things like um, certain items aren't able to be used as they used to be. And, and there's there's little tweaks that they have to make. Um, but for what it is, it's it's gorgeous. It looks way better, which makes me really excited for ARC 2. However, I have a, I think I have a 2060 Ti for my graphics card. And I know it's nowhere near the top of the line anymore. But playing on even high graphics, not ultra, ultra was like the old default for me. Um, I can't even play on high for everything. I actually have to modify it between medium and high because my computer cannot run it above like 10 frames per second. If it's 
great gen. all high graphics yeah but it's so poorly optimized right now too because it's so new yeah that it's just you could tell my computer's like about to catch fire so yes it is time to upgrade my graphics card for sure however <laughs> i was like oh man this is very powerful stuff right now um but i've also been playing arc survival evolved which was the original one because our friend um on twitch death underscore comes underscore um he has a subs only server so we get to you know play together yeah. all the time so um i've been doing that nothing new there um yeah. i played I, dead by I, daylight oh, i ahead, think we, i think we can call death a friend of the podcast oh yeah he has been on the podcast he yeah, absolutely um but yeah, I also have been playing Dead by Daylight. They just added a new licensed killer. I don't know if you guys saw. It is Chucky. I yeah. saw um, that. I watched yeah. it play the other day, and I was yes. like, yep, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> he, so going into this, I heard that he's a little overpowered. Um, he looks very silly when he's chasing someone because he's so tiny. But when you're playing and you're the one being chased, it actually is kind of freaky because you can't see him very easily. Um, so he has like a little bit of a uh, like a, a stealth factor to him where he can hide his terror radius, which is the heartbeat, how you know the killer's coming closer. Um, he could temporarily hide it. And instead of hearing his uh, terror radius, you hear all these fake footsteps running around. So it's like a little scurry footprint, uh, footstep type noise. So you don't know if it's him running up behind you or if it's the fake footsteps. Um, so it kind of makes you a little bit paranoid. And then he has a dash attack where he can launch himself at you. And I think if you do it correctly, you can actually curve yourself around things. So some of the other killers that do a straight dash attack, if they miss you, they're screwed and they're going to like go flying past you. But he can kind of curve to follow you a little bit. So I've, I've seen him like bend around things and hit me, which is pretty cool. So, so, so he can curve the bullet. He can curve the bullet, which is his body. <laughs> and um, also, he had one, oh, he has the ability to slide or duck under pallets, which makes a lot oh, of sense. That's pretty being cool. He's so tiny. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> so I haven't gotten to play as him yet, but play it against him. I think right now, if, if you guys were to boot up the game and, and jump into you know, a survivor game, you would 100% go up against Chucky. That's how much fun people are having with him right now. Um, there was a survivor blood point bonus, which is the blood points are what you earn after the game to uh, purchase perks in game for the next couple of rounds. So they had a blood point bonus for survivors where they would double the amount that you would get if you decided to play as survivor because so many people were playing as Chucky that it was a little bit unbalanced with like the games taking a, little, a while to load. So they were trying to like push people to play Survivor, which never happens. It's usually the other way around at prime time. But everyone seems to be really enjoying Chucky. I'm kind of tired of him at this point just because it's every game going up against Chucky. Yeah. Um, but he talks to you. He curses at you. He flips you off if he downs you sometimes. Um, it's pretty cool. And it's the original voice actor from the movie. Um, also, Tiffany is a purchasable uh, cosmetic. And Jennifer Tilly also voices her in the game. Nice. So, yeah, it's really cool. They did a good job, I think. Um, his yeah. chase music is really cool. It's like a little bit of a horror jingle, like what you would think it would sound like for a doll to have its own theme music. So, yeah, they did so, a good job. So I'm assuming there's definitely gifts around of Chucky chasing Nicolas Cage. 
Uh, probably. I mean, I've <laughs> I was in a match with a Nick Cage going up against a Chucky, so I can guarantee <laughs> someone has captured captured that uh that gif. And Nick Cage has his own custom voice lines, so I can only imagine how funny it would be to hear them interact with each other because Chucky also interacts with his environment a little bit. So yeah. It's it's pretty that's cool funny. that they started adding that in the game too. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's been really fun. Um I've been playing Phasmo, still trying to grind to get better equipment. Um, but having a lot of fun with that. It's it's not it's still the same old Phasmo in a way, but it's not um tedious or monotonous anymore. Um so that's cool. And then I've been playing Seven Days to Die, which again, nothing new there, but still enjoying it. What's your what's your mortuary assistant stream? in the last two weeks or was that older that was the last episode i had played that okay right okay. before i just I remember watching you stream that yeah that was that was a lot of fun that game is great yeah it's... we actually lost we i well i picked the wrong um body, body to exercise so i actually got like one of the alternate endings which is pretty cool Ooh. i think there's six endings in total yeah so yeah yeah the best is with that game watching uh people stream it and like mm-hmm. the jump scare things, just things that pop up in the background. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Some of them don't get me anymore because yeah, I don't know the first couple of times it's like, okay, okay. But some of them are new. They keep adding stuff to the game. And then some of them yeah. just, oof, they catch you off guard no matter what, no matter if you've seen it before or not. It's so good. Yeah. One streamer, something popped up. He's like, I'm out of here. He literally yep. walked out the front door. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can, uh, I think after a certain point, you can actually like leave the building and go outside. But yeah, you can't actually leave, unfortunately. It was so, it was so natural, not even like a bit for the stream. You're just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm out. I think it was like the body sat up or something. Um, yep. Yeah, it does that. <laughs> All right. So for me, um, uh, I'm going to take up a good chunk of this segment. Uh, because I have beaten two games in the last two weeks. Um, job, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with um, one I finished um, and it felt like work. And the other one I finished and it felt great. Um, we'll start off with the work one, which was Starfield. Um, I just, without, I'm going to probably spoil things when we do game of the year. And I'm thinking of doing a top 10 video to, so I can talk a little bit more um, and, not, and not stretch out the podcast. But I think the main problem with Starfield is I felt zero connection to any of the characters. Um, like, even the one I ended up marrying, it was only because, um, or companionship, you know, since they didn't want to, you know, offend um, uh, with that, um, which, made, which made it so weird and stilted when they would have to, like, you could see where the, the drops were um, for those lines, because it's, it's so hard to go through that quest. Um, it's sort of like loyalty quest in Mass Effect 2 um, to kind of get it done. So it's just weird. The, that whole thing's weird because you never really get any like romantic feelings or scenes. It would be the same thing as two friends going through something. Um, yeah, which makes it different than a lot of the, uh, uh, what's called, um, Fallout stuff when they've had any kind of, any kind of relationships. But anyway, I digress. Um, you would think that would help me. It only it only gave me emotion in one scene, um, and then everything else is I don't I don't care. Um, you get a you get a choice at the end, and I literally chose um, like they're like, oh, you can go one of two ways, and I immediately walked one way, 
<laughs> I was like, nope, I don't even care. I don't, you don't even <laughs> tell me about it. Um, I just want to be done. Um, there's some interesting things in the story and some inter- um, interesting things that they do. Um, I, without spoiling anything, it's probably been all over the internet, so I'm not really spoiling um, anything story-wise. But there's a new, there's an interesting new game plus feature, um, which essentially turns it into like a mini roguelike, um, into like you can keep repeating, like and keeping your stats, um, like in a, in a quick fashion um, to kind of build and I guess get some kind of true ending. I don't know if there's a true ending or anything, um, but it just seems like. They had more in mind of this, the New Game Plus part, than the actual game part. Um, that you're supposed to really get into everything after beating it two, three, four times or whatever. Um, yeah. I the outposts. I, yeah, I can't even imagine trying to build, beat that game more than once. Yeah. Well, there's a thing I. Uh, we, uh, yeah, it's not. You can. Um, when you do the New Game Plus, you can, you can choose to skip doing the story mission. Um, oh. That's how you can do it so quickly. Um, yeah. So I'm trying not to spoil why you can do that <laughs> for you, Tom, because um, you'll find out shortly where you're at. Um, but yeah, the the whole thing, um, the outpost thing was okay, not as good as Fallout 4, um, or even what I've heard about Fallout 76. Um, the combat was great, but sometimes, you know, the environments were really the same environments in a lot of places, um, especially the side stories. Um, it's just repeating the same maps and buildings and over and over again, and kind of got boring. Um, so that's why I started mainlining. You do get different structures if you mainline, um, so it won't get as boring for you, Tom, um, in that case. Um, the weapons were awesome in terms of their variety, but um, they just seem to be alternates of the same five or six weapons, um, you know, or seven. Um, so, you know, while they're a lot of different cool names for the weapons. Um, not much in terms of, um, you know, variety uh, there, or at least I felt that way. Um, the um, the special thing you get, I felt no real use for it um, in combat. I didn't, I only used it a couple times. Um, really, I didn't use any of them outside of things that helped me deal damage. Um, there's a whole bunch of other things you can use. Um, in there, but yeah, Starfield just it just started feeling like work. Um, even though I put like sixty something hours into it, um, or as my um, save likes to say, two days and twenty hours. Um, <laughs> I I don't understand why it does that. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you know, maybe feel I worse. Know, I don't need to know how many days I've been on this dumb game. Yeah, so um, it is. My description is it is the most seven out of ten game ever. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Because if you hate Bethesda games and the way they play, it's a five to you or lower. If you love Bethesda games, probably an eight and a half, nine, you know. So the game objectively is a seven. It's right down the middle. It, you know, doesn't do anything spectacular story-wise or um, the planet thing is kind of cool. But, you know, even they had to scale that down a little bit. Um, You know, going, getting resources is boring. Um even more pouring than No Man's Sky, which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just, if you really like Bethesda and, and Skyrim and stuff, you will more fall out than Skyrim, just to let you know, Jen. Um, okay. You know, uh, you've played it, but. Yeah, I can know, see that. You know, it, it's more on the fallout, fallout side of things. Um, I think it's just another victim of hype. Yeah, 
It's just it just yeah. it, it got so hyped up for so long because it took forever to come out. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The thing is, yeah, gave the it thing, way too high of expectations. Yeah, the thing that disappointed me was there wasn't really a good hook of a story to me. Now other people might get hooked to the story, but like the looking for your, I think it's looking for your wife or kid in Fallout Four, your dad yeah. in Three, the ridiculousness of New Vegas just in general was kept you in, interested and engaged. Nothing for me in this story kept me engaged. Um, so that's why, um, yeah, didn't really have a great time finishing it. Um, but moving on to the game that I had a whole lot of fun with and basically beat over the Thanksgiving holiday. I think I was where you were, Tom, mm-hmm. and then just blasted through the rest of the game over the holiday um, with Sea of Stars. Um, the one thing I'll say, combat, amazing. Um, characters, perfect. Um, uh, Tom's about to get his fourth party member. It's my favorite party member in the game. Um, one of the party members, they overdo a little bit, but when you find out about the true ending, you understand why. Um, that's all I'll say on that. Um, but just the, the story in general, it's very basic RPG story stuff. There's a lot of, you know, a, a lot more of the character interactions and finding out about the characters more than the overarching story of the world is is what the game is about. And I think that's what um, makes it good. Uh, I think the one problem I have with it, which is what is struggling with me putting it number one on my list, is that, um, and this is not a thing to have you stop playing, Tom. <laughs> the ending is slightly anticlimactic. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Um, in the sense that when you're used to like 60-hour epic RPGs, and this is like 24 to 30, you know, um, in there, you, like, want more, <laughs> like, well, you know, and they basically focus it right on what you're learning about here. Um, so it does leave some questions and things like that out there. Um, the true ending kind of answers some of those. Um, I'd recommend watching YouTube videos, Tom, when you finish um, okay. for that, because you know those seashells you're getting? Yes. There's 69 of those. Nice. Nice. Um, so... Okay. Have like <laughs> exactly so, and you have to collect all sixty nine. Nice uh, to get the um the true ending. So oh god, <laughs> yeah. So you you just watch a video when you beat the game. Okay, and don't look at it ahead of time because it spoils something really important. No, so. yeah, I'll I'll wait and then I'll yeah. Don't even look up. You know, um, and this is also for the audience. I kind of spoiled myself on something. Don't don't do it. Um. But as Tom was mentioning in his little um, the synopsis of it, the music gets better. It gets so much better. Um, as you go along. Get better. They have songs for every every new location you go to. The song is like chef's kit. It is so good. Um, and yeah, it just it, it just I, I the the anticlimacticness of the end is what making me struggle because there was one game I played this year that I absolutely fucking love the ending of. Um, and that's not even Final Fantasy 16, <laughs> you know, you know, that's Hi-Fi Rush. And, you know, that was a game that stuck the landing um, 100%. This probably sticks at about 85%. Um, percent. Um, and then asking you to do a whole bunch of shit to get a true ending is slightly bullshit in my mind. But then again, um, I've never really done it with any games. But um, I think the main things that Tom loves um, are in the mechanics get even better. Um, there's there's some interesting things that come along the way um, 
that that changed things up and uh, you start learning how to do combinations um, to uh, make sure that you you eliminate all the locks for when they're casting magic. Um, mm-hmm. You start getting a lot better at that. Um, but yeah, Sea of Stars, if you got Game Pass, get it. You love traditional turn-based RPGs. It is really, really, really good. Um, probably an eight and a half from me for it. Um, yeah, there's there's so much so much in there uh, for such a a short game in the RPG sense. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing through that. Um, playing through Mario RPG, what you've seen on stream for Extra Life, um, which, by the way, thank you for getting us to $1,000, um, everyone out there. Um, playing through Mario that's RPG. Like that's like three years as, in a row, by the way. Yeah, three years in a row. Yeah, so you guys incredible. Are um, so I'm playing through that again. That game is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's... It's doing everything right. They knew exactly what to do for nostalgia stuff. And sometimes Nintendo phones things in. But I've seen some of the alternate endgame stuff. Like, there's post-game content. And it's like, they, they, they really know why the fans love this game. And the really cool parts of this game. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, if you yeah, do all the content, if you're out there, it's a short enough game. If you're concentrating on it, you'll be able to play it um, completely through. Um, yeah, so those those are mainly the, the three games I've been playing through. Um, I uh, well, no, I played uh, on stream. I played Hot Wheels. That game was what did, that game's pretty fun. I was gonna say, what did you think of that? You played it. You played a racing game for like three hours. I couldn't believe yeah, it. It was really good. The drifting, I was getting it by the end. Uh, I don't know if it was so much because I played with a slight delay through the through OBS. Um, you know, the reason I would hit the wall sometimes. Um, but a lot of it was my skill was the reason I was hitting the wall. But sometimes I would I would I would spin out um because maybe I held it a second too long. Um but yeah, yeah, that game's really good. Um the only frustrating part is some of the some of the challenges um require are so long that if you fail you're like, No, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna come back to this. <laughs> It's like you got to beat the track in two minutes and fifty seconds, and if you hit it at two fifty one, oh nope, you didn't get yeah, it. It's frustrating. You're like, you're like, yep, yeah, nope, I'm not doing another three minutes of this. I'll go yeah. beat a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, so that that game was fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I don't know if anybody was there for the stream, but I did a little bit before Super Mario RPG, um, where I was like, up oh, game everybody's been looking forward to. We're gonna play, and then I turned on the Quiet Man. Um, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I missed that, but I yeah, wish I saw it. It'll be on whenever I get them up on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it was, it was. I was trying so hard to hide it from being shown that it was being downloaded while we were playing Hot Wheels um, in the background. But yeah, had fun. That that stream was really, really, really fun. Um, so, and I'm going to be playing through, um, starting play Alan Wake this weekend. Um, so hopefully, I should. It's only a 17 hour game. So, you know, with Christmas break and all coming up, I should be able to get it done by. Um, by the time we convene for game of the year, um, control was my game of the year when it came out. Um, and you know, this is very much within, you know, the remedy verse, obviously. Um, so I'm looking forward to see the Easter eggs that I find. Cause every, uh, the direct, the people say, you don't, you don't need to play control to understand this game, but if you mm-hmm. do, it will, you know, it'll be worth it. Um, they said for 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 references and stuff. So, um, looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, and then I was playing my 
prerequisite sports games. Just can't wait to um, uh, see how many goals and stuff I can score in NHL 23 now that I sort of figured out how to play that game. Um, and um, then I did the stupid thing I do in NBA 2K where I just made a team of like five all-stars, like like greatest players of all time. And then you can go in and just win by 60 every time. Hmm. Um, but it's fun. I literally, um, fun story before I go, before we move on. Um, I was playing the game and then realized that I wouldn't finish it in time before I had to leave um, uh, to watch real life video games, meaning a hockey game um, in out here. So I let that, put the computers on and just let them play. And then I came back and the team, and my team had won by 80. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, it just made game. me laugh. Yeah, the other team scored like 35 points or something <laughs> in the game. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's fun to break sports games like that. Yeah, the John Boy <laughs> stuff with Madden was always great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's what I've been playing. Um, Jen, um, you got some news about some games that we'll be playing in the future. Yes, I do. Um, So starting out, uh, we have a kind of a Witcher 4 update, I'll say. Um, So as many of us already know, CD Projekt Red is planning on releasing The Witcher 4. Um, It's currently codenamed Polaris. Um, So up until recently, it wasn't looking like we were going to get any updates on this game anytime soon. But they have officially shifted their priorities over to The Witcher 4. Um, and given the dev team a huge boost, so they currently have assigned 330 developers to work on this game. Um, so their CEO also confirmed that the company expects to have more than 400 developers in total to be working on the game by the middle of this coming year. Um, so they're definitely going to be adding on even more production than they already have already. So um, I think that's a really good sign that it's going to be chugging along before we know it. Um, and, you know, with the successful launch of Cyberpunk 2077's that huge patch 2.0 and then the Phantom Liberty DLC, I think because those did so well and people were so happy with them, those are also positive signs that the next Witcher sequel is going to be amazing. Um, I just hope it's fully finished when it releases. I don't think they're ever going to live that down from Cyberpunk. <laughs> so they just need to, you know, put out a finished game next time. Um Unfortunately, there's no update on like an expected release date for The Witcher 4, but I'm positive by next year at some point we're going to be talking about the game more. We're going to have more information and hopefully an expected release date as well. So I'm excited. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this just because you hope, as you said, that they learned their lesson from Cyberpunk um, Mm -hmm. and actually don't leave in like not even the breakable bugs because you know, when you're making a game this big, you know, there's going to be, you know, a lot of those weird, not not game-breaking bugs, but, like, you know, some weird shit going on in the yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. Um, but hopefully they, you know, take things out, like uh, like how Cyberpunk, if you parked your car in the middle of the street and you just ran around town when you came back, the cars wouldn't go around your parked car. They would <laughs> they just, would just li- cause li- a big traffic jam. Yeah, they would just line up. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and the... Uh, and how the cops sometimes wouldn't react to you um, until like the very, very last moment, um, yeah. which helped you if you wanted to kill a bunch of the cops in the game. <laughs> you just you just line them up and uh, do that. But yeah, that, like AI stuff like that, like they need right. to nail all that um, before releasing the game. 
Um, yeah, I think it's going to be like borderline unforgivable if they mess up, first of all, The Witcher. Yeah. And then just put out another game that's broken. So, like, yeah. they really have to nail it. Yeah. I mean, when Witcher 3 came out, they had to do some stuff for like graphical and bugs and stuff like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. That's Ooh, why the, are fine. Yeah. That's why the remaster, or not the remaster, like the, the update for kind of like how Cyberpunk 2.0 happened, but they did it much quicker for The Witcher. Yeah. Um, you know, became that's the real game, you know, and you just hope they get to that a little faster. Maybe the, influx of money from the tv show and stuff will help right. a little bit um yeah. and it is also their main project um right. cyberpunk was a new new thing so you know it's yep. kind of like how uh bethesda with starfield doing a new ip maybe screwed up some things and when they go do a fallout or skyrim or an elder scrolls you know you know uh they they have the baseline and and can and, and not have it be terrible right um there's always a chance a game be bad, but um, there's a big difference. But yeah, I'm glad to hear um, that they're still moving forward with it. Yeah, me too. If for a while there, it was looking like, you know, what's going on? But um, it's good to hear that they just dumped a whole bunch of developers into it. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Um, but moving on to another game, Call of Duty is losing one of its, I think, pretty well-liked game modes. Um, and I know, Mark, you might have experience with it, so um, yeah. you can you can chime in at the end. But um, Activision has officially announced that Call of Duty's DMZ mode will no longer be receiving new content updates, meaning this um, the experimental game mode, for the most part, is coming to an end as far as newness goes. Um, so this mode launched last year as part of Warzone 2.0. I haven't played it, but Mark did a really good job off stream, uh, off podcast of describing it to me. So I'm going to describe it and then I'll ask Mark to tell me if I'm right. <laughs> um, he'll fact check me. So it was described um, as a sandbox extraction game, kind of like Escape from Tarkov, which I never played. So I was like, hmm, what does that mean? So basically in this mode, you're on a team of up to six people and you're tasked with completing a few missions before the round ends and you have to survive the round yeah. to win the round um so during the round you have your missions and you're going up against ai enemies but there are other teams of live people following their own objectives at the same time around you and you know how it goes like some people are friendly and they'll leave you alone and some people are assholes and they'll shoot you for no reason so if that happens and you're killed by someone else it ends your progress with the mission and you have to start over again correct correct yeah i got it i struggled yeah. understanding this for some reason but i got yeah. it now yeah, essentially um, the thing was uh, the main times you would come into real conflict with people is the extraction times um, mm -hmm. because there's only certain places you could extract from and some sure. a lot of people would end up in the same location. Yeah, And I believe it was sort of like um, that Warzone thing we played, um, uh, the Blood Money or whatever it was called, um, where once they kill you, they can take your stuff. Um, mm, yeah, so, so they have more of an incentive to kill you than be nice to you. Yeah, yeah, in some <laughs> cases. Um, uh, but sometimes you would team up with them because the AI would be overwhelming you sure. at the extraction point. So it was fun. What, what I've heard from people that, that I know played a game, um, I've only played it once, um, is that it was very much for them um, a good like change of pace from playing Warzone, like the Battle Royale. Right. That's what you know, I was seeing thing. too. Um, yeah. it, just, it changed it up in a good way for people. Yeah, it was just like it was like a way to kind of relax and maybe uh, do a team-based thing with friends that wasn't multiplayer. 
yeah. um, you know, and sort of didn't have to worry too much about PvP mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. And that's why, so at least at least before I talk to, um, it's probably uh, amongst the people that play the game uh, or you know, same that like DMZ, is that they're just sad that this is being you know taken away. It's and for them, yeah. it's also on top of all the awfulness that Modern Warfare Three has been um, yeah. since it came out. In terms of, um, I saw you know people with the PC having issues, um, you know, all over the place with launching it and it reverting auto saves and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw uh, uh, Jeff Gersman was streaming, and, and every time he tried to load, um, it, it kept crashing to his desktop. Oh, um, into That's this annoying. one thing, yeah, and he thought the update would fix it. Went and did it and did it again. Um, <laughs> so he does. He's like, I don't know what what's going on, but you know. And, and Modern Warfare Three, according to everyone, just seems like it's DLC. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't put a whole lot of effort into it, which that I don't know. Surprising. Yeah, which I don't know if that's they just didn't have a good idea, you know, because this game was a shorter turnaround than previous games that Treyarch's done. Um, because I, I guess with the whole sale thing, maybe they wanted to get this out quicker, mm-hmm. but they either it's because of the sale, they didn't have as much resources or, as, or so much was up in the air that they went to the, you know, shortest route possible of instead of making new maps, they basically brought in old Call of Duty, the original Modern Warfare 2 maps, um, into multiplayer. And then the story was kind of boring. Um, compared to previous ones in the single player. So, yeah, yeah, them getting rid of a mode that most people enjoyed, even though it was always beta or experimental, um, just just is another check in the box for a terrible launch of a game um, over the last couple months here. Yeah, yeah so um, I know you had also mentioned that another perk of the DMZ mode was that you could get upgraded parts for your guns or other like good in-game equipment that you could use in Warzone yeah, or in yeah. Modern yeah. Warfare. Yeah, so. I, th- I think if I remember correctly, or that could have also been you know from from the last game. I don't know if they kept it for the you know um, from when I saw it there was like you would you would get equipment and stuff or blueprints or things like that mm-hmm. um, for completing the missions. Right. Um, that you did, but you had to get out with. It. Right, right, um, yeah. That so, yeah, it just, but, uh, it, it had a little bit of a mix of the divisions, um, what was that called, like, the, the black sites, so, Tom, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, the dark, yeah, where you dark, went in where the, uh... The dark zones, or... The dark zones, where you could go in and get weapons in there. Um, but you had to extract it out, and pe- that was the PvP area. Right. Um, or the division. But, yeah. But, yeah, I think I think it's mostly... Uh, the disappointment is combined the terrible launch of the new game um, on top of this was sort of people's chill out um, yeah. from the Battle Royale. Um, right. And while it'll still be there, it's just not getting updated, so it'll eventually start getting boring. Exactly, um, yeah. So um, apparently, and I don't know how long it had been going on, but players uh, apparently started noticing, like, hey, there's there's not a lot of content coming out anymore for this mode. And Activision, Activision apparently initially was like, no, we're going to continue to support this mode. And then as of like two days ago, they finally released an official statement saying like, yeah, we're no longer going to be letting the DMZ mode like contribute to progression in, you know, Warzone or, or whatever. Um, and it doesn't contribute to like your battle pass 
for the launch of season one, which is coming out, I think, very soon. So they're basically saying, like, it's going to be free to play. There's not going to be any more updates. And you can still access it through access it through Warzone. But it's pretty much, like, dead for, for you know, the most part. Um, but I'm thinking, like, even for Fortnite, I was never a huge Fortnite fan because I was never super good at building the structures really quickly when I'm getting attacked. And it kind of annoyed me when I would go up against people who did that, which is the whole point of the game, and I get that. But when War when Fortnite added the no fort building mode, I was like, yeah. oh, thank God. <laughs> like, I can actually enjoy it now. And I feel like that was probably how people felt about DMZ mode in Warzone. Because as much as I like Warzone, I get it. Like, it gets annoying after a while to only be able to play Battle Royale with your friends. So to have that change of pace was probably really nice. And it stinks that they're no longer, you know, paying attention to it anymore. But yeah, moving on. Um, we have more Resident Evil remakes apparently on the way, which is exciting. Tom, I know you're so excited to play more like Resident Evil cannot, remakes on stream. Cannot wait, Jen. <laughs> are they are they finally going to remake the real Resident Evil 4? Co-Veronica? Yeah. <laughs> well, so unfortunately we don't know, but I'm assuming Damn I'm it. I'm assuming most likely it might be because Capcom is basically, um, in a nutshell, confirmed that they're going to produce more re remakes because two, three, and four were so popular that, like, you know, obviously, why would you stop there? So, um, which was the bad one? Five? Or uh, well, like from the originals? Yeah. Yeah. There was one I, that was really mm -hmm. bad. I got this. Um, six was a god awful piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Except for the fact that its logo looks like uh, a guy blowing a giraffe. But that's <laughs> that's the only good thing about that. Everyone um, just paused our podcast to look up the logo if they don't already know. <laughs> yes, I can, see, I can see it in my head. I, re I remember. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they tried to make a six look fancy and it just looks like a dude blowing a giraffe. Five is bad in its own way. I think the gameplay is fine and the co-op stuff is great. The optics, the optics of the story is really bad. It's you know, which one was co-op? Was five the co-op? Five one? and six were co-op. Yeah. Okay. I five, was, five was exclusive in that it was I, just Chris and Helena. That's right. And I remember watching Pork Chop play play uh, five. And, and six is three different pairs of co-ops yeah. um, that you play um, in it. But yeah, five has the whole. Very problematic thing with it. It was set in Africa, and they did not handle that very well. Um, <laughs> with yeah, it was it's pretty bad looking back on it. Um, but that the game itself, if if you're okay with ignoring that shit, is actually pretty decent if, if, if a co-op experience. But yeah. six is six is just garbage, like just straight up twenty hours of garbage, <laughs> and that is the main reason why seven and eight went in the direction they went in. Yep, I can I can imagine. Yeah. So basically, um, the RE4 remake director, uh, Yasuhiro Anpo, he confirmed that, um, or he confirmed this at a PlayStation Partner Awards event in Japan. So he said, you know, we've released three remakes so far, and they've all been really, really well received. So, you know, we feel like this allows a modern audience to play these games. So it's something that we're very happy to do to these older games, you know, get people to be able to you know enjoy them if they're new to the game or if they're you know an older existing player coming back to it and it's you know shiny and new 
we want to continue to to put out more remakes. So I think that's pretty cool. And you never know, we might get a Code Veronica. But um, they didn't say exactly what the roadmap looked like as far as what games they are going to be remaking next. But he did hint, apparently, that this next year they're going to be talking about it. So we will be finding out soon enough. I want to see a revelation. I'm sure There's, if if they continue the- to be so well received, they'll probably do everything that they possibly can. That was the Wii one, right? Revelations. Yeah. Well, four was on the Wii too. Um, but yeah, yeah, Revelations. Not everything, Mark. Revelations <laughs> might have been a DS game. Uh, me- there was one that was a handheld. I could maybe Vita or or PSP or something. I'm pretty sure one of them was a handheld game. Um, uh, but they will definitely remake Zero first. Oh no, you're right. Revelations, the 3DS game. Yeah. Uh, there was a Wii. What was the one on the Wii? There was one well, specifically four, made for the Wii. Well, four was four was made was on the Wii. Um, uh, or was there a Wii version of Resident? There's Evil a Wii on? version of four. At, you know, um, it's a oh, famous the story. Umbrella, the Umbrella Chronicles. That's what it was. The, okay. Some you know, yeah, it was some thing. Yeah, but the, they'll they'll remake Zero before Code Veronica because they're just going to keep acting like Code Veronica does not exist. Um, <laughs> just just because it kind of changes Claire's character of what they did in the in the re- second remake mm. uh, and i think they got to figure out a way to reconcile that um but yeah as long as if they remake five and um chris gets to punch a boulder uh, <laughs> that's that's all we really need yeah that's true i'm sure i can almost guarantee they're gonna remake five like for sure gonna do it yeah 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 they'll, like i said they'll remake everything before code veronica yeah. um even though that's probably got the most interesting story of, the, of things post well four is its own thing but in in of the of the the three and code veronica um code veronica probably has the better story um uh than three does but maybe i'm just biased well see we'll see soon i'm sure or hear about it at least um i have one more story and actually it ties back to Fortnite, which we were just talking about a little while ago um, there was a little bit of a boo-boo that was leaked, I guess you could say. Uh, the Xbox store accidentally shared an advertisement early. So mm-hmm. they they leaked the newest additions to Fortnite for Chapter 5 Season 1, which is called Underground. Um, so the advertisement showed a bunch of characters, uh, specifically two that stood out. So the first one was Metal Gear's Solid's Solid Snake, as well as Family Guy's Peter Griffin, which was really mm-hmm. random. <laughs> so yeah fortnite they're gonna be joining is, the new chapter um, Fortnite is 100 percent ready player one at this point right yeah <laughs> right it's just that's exactly what it yeah. is i i can't think of another way to describe it at yeah this point. it's it's kind of crazy um so if you guys haven't seen the advertisement um it was taken down out of the store but people retweeted it uh but for solid snake he was wearing his sneaking suit um but I'm sure they're going to have more of his outfits available as like additional cosmetics eventually. Um, and then Peter Griffin was, it looks like he's in his usual, like the 2d cartoon style, but he was wearing a really fancy tuxedo and he looked really ready to kick ass. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see pictures of them in Fortnite, I guess. Like I said, I'm not a big Fortnite person, but it's pretty crazy what they keep adding to the game. Like you said, Tom, it's just, who isn't in Fortnite at this point, I guess. Honestly, but, uh, it's yeah. John Cena's in Fortnite. Every everybody is any any pop culture reference you can think of at this point is in Fortnite. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. 
But that is all the news that I had for this episode. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jen. Um, always great to have a uh, Peter Griffin reference at the end. Right. Yeah. Yes. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I I just can't imagine. It's been so long since I've actually interacted. Um, I found out today a lot of the references I make um, comparing Family Guy. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, that was 15 years ago. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah, it's kind of scary, isn't it? <laughs> if they've done all these other things since. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Fortnite is, I don't get it. Um, uh, you know, but I guess, I, it's like you said, it's the building thing. Maybe if I played it without the building, um, I'd have more fun. But my nieces love it. Mm-hmm. I see I see my nieces... Uh, Xbox uh, account pop on. I was playing Sea of Stars at like 1130 at night. And then she, oh, sign, so-and-so signs on. And I'm like, huh, what is she playing at 1130 p.m. <laughs> at night here? Uh, thankfully, it's the older one. Uh, so she's she's 17. So it's like, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's Fortnite's crazy for me. So anyway, speaking yeah. of uh, games that um, are in the zeitgeist and... Um, Everybody plays, but we have not touched yet. Um, guys, um, what is your, would you say, your eternal backlog? Like, uh, we'll go through and we'll let you know. Uh, we probably have more than this. But, like, the two games, um, you know, that you absolutely want to play, but just never find the time to. Um, if you want to start off um, first just talking about how you deal with backlogs, um, for when you do get to some games. Um, I think that'd be a good way to start. Um, we'll start with Jen. Okay, so usually my backlog is fairly small because, number one, I'm super impulsive, and I'll buy a game as soon as it comes out because I want it and I've been wanting it, and then I'll play it right away if I can. Um, but there are there are some games, unfortunately, for different reasons depending on the game. But there are some games that are in my forever backlog. Um, So the first one I will mention is funny because my lovely husband, Dan, brings it up constantly whenever he can. Um, And when he asked us, when he asked me what topic we were talking about tonight and I told him, he just looked at me like, "Mm mm-hmm, like, I wonder who thought of this one. So my first game is Control. (laughs) <laughs> it would have killed me if I did not mention it. So Control, I was dying to play this game. And this was like, it came out for the PS4. Was it only the PS4 at first or was it for both? I forget. It was for everything. I found okay. out that it was an Xbox One game. Gotcha. Uh, because I went to find out which game, which system I played it on. Yep. Um, so I could do Alan Wake too on that same system. Okay. For Just in case. But by, yeah, by the way, that's Mark, how I, I still have your copy of Control. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I couldn't find it in the house. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so I really wanted to play this. Mark had been playing it at the time and he was like, you got to play this. This is amazing. I so think I saw game you. Of the year. Yeah, it was your game of the year. I think you might have played it on stream like back in the early Game Vault days. And I was just like, my cousin was playing it. I was just, oh my God, this is great. I love this. A strong female lead. Love it. Can't wait. So, Dan, being so nice, buys it for me for Valentine's Day. And I have yet to play it, and it's been four years, I think. <laughs> so, <laughs> At least so, three years, if not four. So, and, and one of the other uh, uh, inspirations for this was the this video, this skit that someone made about Aloy popping up on the guy's couch because he finally <laughs> beat a game and going, hey, are yes. you going to play me? Um, yeah. 
I can just imagine Jesse Faden uh, popping up on in Jen's uh, little gaming room as soon as she finishes, um, like, whatever game you're currently playing. Yeah. Oh, like, so oh. now you have time to play me, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, about that. <laughs> so I... Initially, the reason why I did not play Control is because we had a PS4 and um, one of them, we had two of them, actually. One of them broke, um, so we only had the one. And it was what I was playing Dead by Daylight on. And at the time, like, Dead by Daylight was the shit. Like, the only thing I played at all. If you think I like it now, like, back then, it was crazy. So I didn't want to delete Dead by Daylight. And I think this PlayStation was, like, the bare minimum storage so it was like Dead by Daylight and like one other game on there at the time. And then it was like you had to delete one of the two to even play another game. So I didn't feel like we were moving out and I didn't feel like getting an external um, hard drive for it. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait till we move. And it just turned into like waiting forever. And then when we moved and I had my own PC, I became more of a PC gamer. So it's just been sitting on my shelf and I feel so bad for multiple reasons, but every once in a while, like I said, Dan will bring it up like, hey, remember Control? Like, remember how I bought it for you and you never played it? <laughs> so I know I I need to play it. I, I honestly, I just need to plug in the PlayStation, delete Dead by Daylight, because I'm clearly never going to play it on there again, and download Control and play it and just be a nice wife because <laughs> I know how good the game is. And I, I also want to catch the references when I play Alan Wake, which I think there are references in control for the first Alan Wake you were saying. So I need to yes. just get into that whole series in general. But um, yeah. And then, then if you want to, which I haven't done, you can jump into Quantum Break, which is also part of the universe. There you go. And watch <laughs> so this Switch. backlog is opening like another portal to a different backlog that which, I could potentially be forming. Which Quantum Break includes 22-minute TV episodes in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was that's like my biggest, dustiest backlog game right now. Yeah. So do you have a second one or? Yes. Um, yeah. My second one is called Obsidio Investigation and Exorcism. And I'm sure you could assume what kind of game it is from that. Um, so it is it is like a Phasmo clone kind of. I believe in this game you play as a one of four priests, like your characters are priests. And you're going to a haunted location and you're the same thing as Faz, like where you're investigating, figuring out what the ghost is and then doing an exorcism, which Phasmo doesn't have. But a lot of the Phasmo clones that came out added the exorcism to try to be different. Um, but I got in this game, I think it was free on Steam and a bunch of my friends on stream were playing it. So I was like, I'll pick it up. And I think then I hit like this, this roadblock with playing ghost games where there were so many that were coming out that it was kind of hard to focus on either all of them or picking a favorite because Phasmo is always going to be my favorite. But there was just so many similar games that had all these updates and, you know, they were new and they were janky <laughs> yeah. and it just, it didn't appeal to me anymore and it was free. So I was like, okay, well, at least it was free and I'm not wasting my money by not playing it. Um, so I have yet to turn it on. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't think I've started it at all in Steam. Um, but yeah, it just it doesn't uh, it just didn't appeal to me, and and I downloaded it because it was free. So it's I hope it can't hear me, but it'll probably continue to sit there <laughs> in my backlog <laughs> until it's dustier than Control. But um, I honestly don't even know. I haven't even looked to see if it's still being updated. Like it might be dead now. I don't know. No idea. 
but that's another one. This one for a different reason. I'm just not interested in it, but yeah, I thought of this too, as soon as we were thinking of the backlog uh, topic. Yeah. Backlogs are always fun. I'm sure we could, yeah. if we wanted to go through, you could do a half dozen games um, of varying degrees, whether we're, you know, abandoned or having even started um, yeah. to just never get back to. I've, I have a bunch more abandoned than I do. Um, <laughs> You know, abandoned is definitely a whole nother level of backlog. That's very true because I could come up with many more abandoned backlog games. Yeah, there's yeah, there's there's a lot of those. Um, Yeah. Oh, I I won't go into details in it, but I just remembered from the I've been playing. um, I started the uh, Horizon DLC um, because because of the video. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's you know what I hope it made people feel bad enough to do that. (laughs) So I'm starting Burning Shores. I'll have more to report. uh, the fun part was seeing the improvement of PS5 graphics when it clicks over mm. um, to the to the DLC stuff. Um, right. How it's a little more brighter and they did better with the you know graphics um, for the newer game. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Tom, um, yeah. just talk, yeah, just talk a little bit about how you deal with backlogs and then just give me your two games. So you know this thing you're listening to right now. That's how I dealt with my backlog. <laughs> That's literally the, one of the reasons that this podcast exists is because I had such a huge backlog that I needed an excuse to play said games, to whether it's just for a couple of hours or just whatever. That's why we have this podcast, is uh, dealing with my, my ever-growing backlog. But other than that, um, I try to pick like at least one game a year or half a year, Give myself a little bit of time because it's usually a giant RPG. Uh, I try to give myself one game to focus on other than what has just come out. Like right now, it's Final Fantasy IX because I said I I need to play Final Fantasy IX. I need to beat Final Fantasy IX because I've started it like six times. I've gone through that dumb opening sequence so many times I could do it blindfolded, I think, at this point. Uh, so I, I said, okay. I've got the mister upstairs. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to finish it. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be, but it'll eventually happen. Uh, but my my two games, I'll start with the first one being Xenogears. I own the game. I've had it for years, and it's just sat on my shelf because everybody says how good it is, and I'm afraid to start it. <laughs> I'm afraid of the time... Number one, the time commitment of how long it's going to take to beat that game because it's a very long game Mm -hmm. and two it's just like everything i hear is how good it is and i want it to be good and i don't want to be disappointed by it so every time i walk over to the shelf i go maybe next time maybe the next one i'm i'm thinking i i wanted to play it on stream but that is never going to happen now because we already have we got sidetracked on chrono trigger and it never came back which maybe it should uh because I only have a, a limited amount of time before I'm not able to stream anymore again. So maybe <laughs> maybe we'll start that back up. Um, but that was my first idea, because I beat Suikoden on stream. Um, and my plan is to beat Chrono Trigger on stream eventually. Um, and I was thinking it was going to be the next stream game for me, Xenogears. But again, t- plans have changed, so I don't know that that's going to happen. Um, and then my other other game is another PS1 game. It's uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. No, oh, wow. I've never played Final Fantasy Tactics, which you would think me being a Final Fantasy fan, I should have played it, but I've never, I've never, I never even loaded it up. Um, and 
I've never actually played a real tactical RPG like that. Um, yeah, the, the I remember as a kid coming off Final Fantasy seven VII and eight, and then playing that game and being completely confused <laughs> what to do. Yeah, so um, that's that's another big one. A lot of people that's their favorite Final Fantasy game, and yeah. I would love to experience what they experienced because there's a lot of cool Easter eggs also in that game. Yeah, especially um, if you play twelve or seven. Um, well, well it, uh, tactics. I think doesn't that takes place in Evil East? If I'm not correct, mistaken. but there is a there is a Final Fantasy seven Easter egg. In oh the game. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was I wasn't to be clear. My reference wasn't so much more of Easter egg. It's just. You know, if you play twelve, you, you know, a lot of the things mentioned in yes. tactics, you yes. know, like town names and things like that, come a up lot again. Of, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff takes place in the areas. Yeah, at twelve. Um, but yeah, uh, I would love to. I mean, I've never really delved into strategy RPGs, and I feel like if I'm gonna do it, I might as well pick the best one. Yeah. Uh, arguably. Yeah. Um. So. Those are the big ones. I mean, I have. I'm staring at my backlog right now. I have 275 ones. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. <laughs> I have 125 beaten, 275 un unfinished, 162 unplayed, which means it's never even been loaded up before. And there's probably more that I don't have, like for, on my Steam profile, which oh, yeah. is just littered. It's just littered with games that will probably never get played because I bought them on the Steam sale for 10 mm -hmm. cents. <laughs> and I just never, never even played them. Yeah. Like the whole Half Life series, never touched it. Well, I mean, I've touched it, but not really like yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I could, yeah. I could, I could, I could. Like I said, this podcast is the reason it, it ex the reason that podcast podcast exists is because of my backlog. So that tells you how many games are in the backlog. Yep. And I'm, I'm it because most of my backlog is old, like really old. I don't I don't have many new games that are in my backlog. Um Jen, like most of yours are relatively new. Yeah. Me me I when I buy a game now, it's the only thing I'm playing. So I don't really have a chance to get distracted so much. Like the only mm -hmm. thing that recently I've done that with is Zelda just because I have no attention span when it comes to Zelda. Uh and it took me until Tears of the Kingdom was coming out for me to beat Breath of the Wild. So Yeah, I remember that. That's, for some reason, Zelda just does that to me. But yeah, for the most part, if I purchase a game, I'm going to play it. And that's pretty much going to be the only game I'm playing for mm -hmm. quite a while. So yeah. dealing with the backlog is all old stuff, pretty much. Yeah. So so for me, uh, the way with my backlog um, is essentially it's either the way I deal with it. I, I, it's either I completely ignore it or I become completely obsessed. Like. I'll like all of a sudden pick up a game. Oh, I'll play this. That's how I beat Persona 4. It was like, oh, you know, I've been meaning to play this. Let me buy it off Amazon or eBay or something for like 10 bucks or something, an actual PS2 copy. And just loaded up my, hooked up my PS2 again and played through it for two weeks. Um, or I'll do something where I'll purchase uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy and never touch it. Um, and, you know, just on a whim, the worst things used to be buy two, get two free at GameStop. Well, um, that's that's something that used to get me too. Is like Black Friday sales. Yeah, when games like really good games are super cheap. Yeah, like I think I bought like Horizon and God of War and a whole bunch of other games for like seven, eight dollars a piece, and yeah. I just never touched them. Yeah. So my my number one backlog here um, is going to disappoint one of our fans and friends of the podcast, but I have not touched Near Automata. 
and I really want to. And the reason why I will upset, um, you know, one Jonathan is because I currently have his copy of Near Automata and have not loaded it up yet. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, really want to, but just I just start getting distracted by things um, along the way. I really feel like, to be honest, that would be a game that more falls in the line of Persona 4 where I eventually play it and then that's all I play um, until I beat it. Um, I don't feel like it's like sometimes some of the older games that I pick up that I haven't played before, I'll play for a little bit and then not get as sucked in because they're a little bit older of a game. Um, and yeah, yeah, that that's number one with a bullet on the list because I got to keep constantly staring at it on my uh, game rack um, there uh, to play it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, N- Nier is definitely, you know, a game that I've, I've wanted to play and, and have not gotten to. Um, yeah, it, it normally, it, all my games are normally either those, like, um, what's it called, like cult hits or surprise number ones that I don't really buy when it first comes out. Those were the ones that usually end up on my, on my, um, on my backlog, um, which would have been. Um, until last year, which would have been Pokemon, um, and even before this podcast, because um, this is when I first experienced a Pokemon, um, and it was definitely on my backlog um, for games that, that I really wanted to play through, and uh, just never really grasped me, because I kind of missed that initial push. Um, I think I was like a year or two, I think it was during, I would talked about it in the handheld episode, Tom, like... Mm-hmm. I was done with anything but sports games um, yep. and Resident Evil. Uh, but when Pokemon came out, like I had to buy cool guy games and not this little game luckily, run around. With, luckily, I'm, I didn't. I didn't hit that point yet. I was still all yeah, in on. Pokemon. Yeah, if if Call of Duty had existed in its current form back then, I would have been a I would have been a cod bro um, more than I am now. Um, but yeah, I was very much into no cool guy games. Um, no, none of this. None of this cartoony girly stuff um you know which was fun while i secretly played final fantasy 10 uh, without telling any, any of my friends um but yeah yeah so pokemon would have been on that list but um i think the the number one game and i'm not going to count playing the little bits of it for retro roulette um just because there's not really anything that really stands out to me um i've much i think i have more abandoned games and games i haven't touched so it was kind of hard find a game i haven't touched um but another game that pops up there is just i really should play the kingdom hearts games yes um good mark <laughs> yeah it's, i agree <laughs> it's like i'm like i said i'm not going to count the times when tom forced me to play parts of them uh with retro roulette um because it was it wasn't of my own volition um to pick up and play them um we're doing it for the fans uh but yeah, it it feels like everything should be something I would love and enjoy. Um, but I just haven't haven't gotten around to it and and just probably maybe probably never will. Uh, but it's it's those are the two ones that are on my on my list there, um, that I've played the least of, with near being zero and maybe three hours total or more. I, I forget how much I actually played of um the actual good kingdom hearts that we that we had um it's like one or i think we definitely played one um uh, but we, that we played one two and birth by sleep. yeah birth by sleep was a terrible one 
Um, it wasn't that, that bad. That, that I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> but Is, yeah. you know why you didn't like it, Mark? Why? Because you never played another one all the way to <laughs> the end. Yeah, it's kind of like jumping in and playing like Resident Evil, you know, two and being like, "What the? F- why does everybody know what's going on?" Um, like, what are these zombies? But yeah, yeah, I just it, it it's become a point in time. Even Mister, I have all the time because I don't have you know familiar obligations or familiar familiar, familiar? family. Um, <laughs> there's there's a better word for that, but um, yeah. that I'm just um, obligations. Um, but just some of those games are so daunting for their length, um, that, you know, I don't want to play it when I'm like, well, if I'm going to play that many hours, I might as well play the new game that's that many hours, um, so that I can talk to people on the internet, um, about it. Uh, so yeah, uh, which means, yes, I will be playing the, uh, Persona 3 remake instead of playing Nier Automata. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, my backlog is, is, is is like I said, it's more littered with games I've half finished, like Uncharted Four. Um, what's the other ones? A bunch of the Final Fantasies before six. Um, you know, just games like that that I've I, I've started through. God of War was there for a while, and then I played through both of them in a matter of two three months because um, I finished the first one in in, and I was like, ah, oh, wait a little bit, and then I just got like, oh nope, I have to buy it. Everybody's talking mm. about Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> and and now I own the soundtrack on vinyl. There you go. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's just sort of it's just it's just really the length of stuff. I think I've knocked off a lot of my um, thanks to my uncle Vim. Um, a lot of my uh, you know old school you know classic backlog. Um, you know, like finally playing um, you know all the way through a couple of those those platformers um, that that I, I hadn't played. Um, like, I never really played Lost Levels for being able to emulate it and all that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Backlogs are fun. Um, they're good for discussions. You can yell about other people's backlogs and um, wonder why they haven't played games. And they wonder why you haven't played games. And you know what's the worst part about backlogs before we move on to our retro roulette? What's that? Game Pass. <laughs> Game Pass makes backlogs ridiculous because... You can go, hey, I could go get this old game off the shelf and take the game out and put the disc in, or I could just sit here and download something from Game Pass. Yeah. yeah game Pass is dangerous. <laughs> it's just, it's, what, just... It, it's one of it's one of the problems I'm having because most of the games I'm trying to play right now are Game Pass, but <laughs> I need to I have a bunch of other crap that I need to play also yeah. that's not. <laughs> it's just sheer laziness is why Game Pass has ruined me getting to any backlogs. Um, but yeah, yeah. And and the fun thing is also now playing through Super Mario RPG, which is a game I've beaten three times. All the times I played through Zelda, uh, Link to the Past, <laughs> while not playing these games in my backlog. Over Thanksgiving, I literally beat two-thirds of Link to the Past um, at, at the end of the night while we were, after we finished playing WarioWare. Um, but yeah. yeah. So speaking of games that... Um, I know Tom finally got out of his backlog that I had experience with before, and I guess it would be technically out of gens. Um, our retro light game this week was uh, Yo Noid for the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Domino's it, Pizza mascot tie-in. Don't get it wrong, Mars. It's Yo Noid. Noid. Yep. Yo with an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll I'll go first um, here. Um, Noid. It's just a ridiculous mascot. 
Um, I don't know what he's trying to be at all. I guess he's like a pizza-eating gremlin or something like that. Um, for the sheer fact that the pizza-eating contest, um, which, Tom, I found out. I don't know how much longer you played. I found out you don't do that between each level. Really? Um, yeah, because I beat the ice level. No pizza-eating contest. That's after so it. weird. Yeah, That's so, so weird. Why would you yeah. not have it all the time? I don't know. And the third level is a cool skateboarding level. Um, oh, I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> that sounds dreadful. Which, which <laughs> I am just as good at that skateboard as I am with the Adventure Island skateboard. So, so that was fun. There were a couple bullshit moments while I was playing it with that with hit boxes because you have to hit with the front of your skateboard um, to sort of hit enemies. I don't even think you can jump on top of them. You got to sort of like kick them. Let let me let me just explain. This whole game is bullshit. The whole game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some like my third or fourth time through the first level. Um, you know, I kind of started fi- figuring out the patterns and um, was able to get through without dying. Um, and th- there's one tricky pattern with fish that is very much a fuck you um, because you got to wait for the water to. Um, to rise and fall, and if you're standing on the wrong platform, the fish comes right up that platform and hits you, and you don't see it because your platform's close to the water. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, so, I yeah. must have died on that numerous times. I couldn't yeah. even tell you how many times I died there. Yeah, so I started started figuring out if you see the fish jump in front of you, back up a little bit and see where it jumps the second time. <laughs> and that's what I started doing to avoid that stuff. Um, but in terms of the ice level was just essentially just figuring out that at some point, that's the one where you had to use the superpower for the first time. Like, get rid of those guys with the um, with the curling stones. Um, I would just use my power, and it would destroy even the curling stone. Um, and then there's an upper route that you can take that sort of avoids a bunch of the bunch of the enemies um, in there. Uh, but that skateboarding level is a son of a bitch. Um, yeah, he starts blinking for some reason, and I don't know if I'm going to lose the skateboard or what. I don't get it. But um, yeah, this this is a weird ass platformer um, in, in terms of even the floatiness of the jumping. Um, and and this is coming from a guy that loves uh, Bugs Bunny's 50th blowout spectacular um, for the NES, which also has very floaty jumping. Um, but yeah, it's it's just the just the ridiculous tie-in with dominoes. And by the way, Tom, I don't know if you read while the attract screen was playing, but uh, this is all taking place in New York City. Really? The whole yes. game? The whole game's in New York Totally. Don't you know that there's that part of New York City where there's like a moving boardwalk that goes underwater? <laughs> That's Coney Island, Tom. <laughs> there you go. It all makes oh sense now. God, what a piece <laughs> of shit this game. But yeah, the attract screen, I left it on because I was eating. Uh, I was eating dinner before playing at the, at the computer. And then it was like, and he's something terrible happens in New York city and Noid runs to save it. And I'm like, this is in New York city. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the main weapon is a yo-yo, which is what the yo and yo Noid apparently stands for. Um, and then there's something that's maybe told in the manual. Again, we don't get to read the manuals for some of these games. But the big scrolls, if you hit them with the yo-yo, that's how you get your special powers. Yep. Because they open up, and they have the special power on the inside. If you don't open up the big ones, you never get a special power. Um, and that is something that's never articulated to you, maybe in a book. Um, but the, uh, 
yeah. But the pizza eating contest, once you get the hang of it, and if you don't, if you don't uh, like um, take too long to make a decision, it's very easy to beat. Um, but yeah, so that was my experience with it. Um, we'll go to Jen first, um, since Tom um, will just wrap up with what he um, thought about it after stream. Okay. So um, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, I was told that if I thought Dr. Mario was bad, that I would be in for a rude awakening with this game. And that was 100% accurate. Oh. And I just want to apologize to Dr. Mario because <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know what I had until I played this game. Um, it was, it's atrocious. It's, it's, it is bullshit. That's, that's what makes this game, like there's games that are frustrating and fun because they're, you know, a challenge. And then there's games that are bullshit and they're frustrating and they're not fun. And this game fell under that category for me. Um, and the best example is what Mark already said, where you're standing on a platform and you know the platform's going to dip under the water. So you're trying to time it where you're jumping on the platform while it's at its highest point or, you know, out of the water. So you're not going down into the water. What you're not seeing is that there's a stupid fish that's totally invisible. You can't see it because it's in the water and it's jumping up at you from underneath. And it hits you and you're one shot done. You got to restart the whole level all over again. Um, and I understand that there's patterns to these games. But after dying in the first level, I want to say 10 times in different spots because of bullshit like that, I just stopped. I was like, you know what? This isn't worth it for me. <laughs> um, you, you didn't even get to experience the ice level. Oh, God, there's an ice level. That's the, the next level. Second level oh, is an ice oh level. the ice, ice of New York City. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Dice levels. Um, no, yeah, no. I'm really glad that I stopped then, because I can only imagine how much worse that would have been. Go, um, go rewatch the stream, and you can see me freak yeah, out. Well, yeah, yeah, I did. I did miss that on stream. Um, yeah, it just. I don't have. Maybe it's because I'm old. I don't have the patience for stuff like that, especially now. Um, it just did not appeal to me whatsoever. It was silly looking. I kind of. I didn't mind the yo-yo as a weapon because it had a pretty decent reach. It actually reached a little bit further than I expected it to from the animation of it going, you know, out and coming back in. Um, I found out very quickly you can't, and this might change at some point depending on your weapon, but you can't jump on enemies like you can't can in Mario. No, there's no um, jump. Yeah, so I don't know, like the birds. I expected the birds to be the main problem, but they don't really swoop down, at least in the first level. So they were kind of easy to get, but it was the stupid fish that kept getting me. And like, you have to time the platforms moving and also worry about these fish that you can't see until you're dead. So again, I, I totally get with platformers, you have to figure out the pattern and be patient, but this game just wasn't fun. And it was very strange. Um, and you guys had given me the background on pizza hut so it's just it's it's such a weird game like i don't know i guess they came out with Jen. it to what it's dominoes yeah oh dominoes i'm sorry see i could care less <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i guess dominoes came out with a platformer hoping that it was going to get people excited about dominoes but well the the weirdest thing to me is that dominoes is not mentioned at all in the game yeah One i would have had no idea if you guys didn't tell me that one time when is it said it's in the credits when before you start the game it says oh, well. the, uh, something and then domino's pizza um yeah. basically because the noid is the noid. a registered trademark of domino's Domino. pizza so 
it's in that opening screen. Wait, what is annoyed then? The, the annoyed is the guy. He's the annoyed. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But the the other weird thing is he's the antagonist. He's the bad guy. Oh yeah. Right. So, he's like the hamburger. Yeah. I remember you mentioning that too. So you're so, playing as the bad guy. You're a bad guy going up against. It looked like the enemies in purple were like the people that work at Domino's, like the one they had like the little um spatula where you take the pizza out of the oven. That's kind of like what it looked like they were hitting you with. So I was wondering if we were playing as the bad guy and we were really well, like the good guys were coming after us kind of thing. Well, we we may have been the good noid because oh, okay. the area pizza champions are also noids. They must be a race and not a single person. Gotcha. Oh, which okay. I didn't know. I thought it was just one. Yeah. I didn't I know knew. that until I I wasn't reminded of that until I played the game again. It's like, oh yeah, the area champions are also noids. The whole thing the whole thing's <laughs> Jen, do you have any any closing thoughts before I, I shit all over this dumb game? <laughs> um I, I not really, honestly. It just until I give my score, it just wasn't fun. Wasn't for me. I'm not necessarily the biggest platform player fan. I could enjoy a good platform now and again, but this just was like a total waste of my time. So ap apologies to Domino's and also Pizza Hut for saying that it was their game. <laughs> Pizza Hut's like, I'm not claiming that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have fun with this at all. Like I started playing it and I was like, oh no, this is going to be, <laughs> this is not going to be a fun stream. I'm just going to yeah. be yelling. I mean, you can kind of tell as soon as you boot the game up that you're in for it. As soon, like as, immediately. as soon as I like jumped and I was like, ooh, that didn't feel very good. Yeah. Um, I I died on the first level probably 15 times before even making it through the level one. Just because I had to figure out like, oh wait, the you the fish can kill you with you out even without you even seeing them. Like that's that's horrendous. That I, I um I because I figured out like the yo-yo and I, I could not figure out until Mark said something about there being like a secondary weapon, I had no idea. And you would have no idea. You'd have to read the manual. And I was just too lazy. And I didn't read it. So uh, I didn't realize that you could have a secondary weapon or attack until the second level, which even worse than the first level. Um, so there's these guys throwing um, curling stones at you. And without... Mark saying, oh, you should use your secondary weapon. I was trying to hit this the curling stone and then jump over and hit the guy. But the guy throws the curling stone so fast that as soon as you hit it and you jump up, he's throwing another one. And you can take damage from the first one Ugh. when it explodes. That's terrible. So there was just like no way around it unless you use a weapon, which I didn't realize existed, which is partially my fault. I could I could take a little blame there, but still, what what the hell were they thinking when they when they made this game? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, there was nothing fun about it at all. I didn't. There wasn't one bit of it where I was like, "Yeah, this is fun." Not even a little bit. Yeah, we played were... a lot of games on this on this show. This was this was probably the worst one. Yeah, they were I, they were trying to take advantage of free marketing with the video game they saw. I don't know if McKids came out before this. Um, McKids is a good game, but that's what I mean. <laughs> You know, they yeah. saw that and they're like, we got to get in on this. Right. I think everybody just had a mascot platform. Cool spot. School right. spot's a good game, too. Cool spot. There was um, the Chester Cheetah game. They, there was there was a million of them. They just were trying to cash in on their, their mascots because mascot platformers. Yeah. And it, 
this one is uh, one of the worst ones. I, I have nothing good to say about this game. The hitboxes are bullshit. The the disappearing enemies are bullshit. The any extra anything that can damage you without you seeing it is horseshit. Yeah. So um, I think it'll be pretty safe to say the range our scores will be in uh, oh. for this absolute shit of a game. Um, let's let's go in reverse order of how we did this. Let's start with Tom. Uh, one out of five. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> <laughs> like I would like to give it less, but I need to give it something for being a game. Yeah. So one, one out of five. It turned on. It, it, it's <laughs> a game. So there you go. One out of five. Oh my god. Uh, Jen. Uh, one out of five. My notes are: if you enjoy pain and suffering, you will like this game. So you should try it. If you are not that person, don't bother. I mean, people might get enjoyment out of this, but yeah. I don't know. Right. If you're like, in, on a serious note, if you're like a really big fan of platformers and you want to play every platformer that ever existed, yeah. maybe you'll be really good at this because if that's who you are, then you're probably really good at platforms and recognizing patterns and you're probably more patient than I am. But yeah, if you're expecting this to be a gem, don't turn away. No, the game just has no flow to it. It just doesn't, It nothing flows from, from uh, throughout the level. Like there's no there's no rhythm. Like you, if you go fast, you get fucked. If you go slow, you get screwed over. So there's <laughs> it, there's just like no there's no good way to go through. Yeah, like I tried both, and generally in a like a Mario game or a Sonic game, you can go fast and gotta be go okay. Fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> in or you could go slow and be okay. You could go mm-hmm. through Mario like Mark and never press the B button. Yes, I am a man that has played <laughs> Mario game and. Until I was older, did not even know there was a run button. <laughs> See, and you could get through it, but yeah, this barely. is not one of those games. You could do <laughs> I've tried because I tried both approaches, and neither one worked. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just n- I've got nothing. Good. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. So... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm shitting all over this, but it's just <laughs> there's someone out there that loves this game. It bothered so... me a lot, and I, follow- <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Yeah, so I'm obviously going to give it a one out of five as well. Um, I was afraid I was going to be a little too low. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so one out of five, um, I think it fails on every level with, um, you know, even music, um, the platforming itself, everything's kind of real weird. They try to do some challenging stuff and it doesn't work. Um, I, I will give it a little bit of credit, even though it's not great. The, the pizza eating mini game is kind of a cool thing to add. That's like the, that's the best part of the game. Uh, I didn't even yeah. do that. Yeah, so it's that even, it's not even like that yeah. mind blowing. It's yeah, it's just it's just a cool idea of yeah. a the only the only downside to it, um, which I didn't notice if it did this or not, and maybe go back and watch the video, or maybe I'll play the game and lose on purpose. I know you have to replay the level if you lose the PC eating contest, which Jen, by the way, is almost impossible for the first couple of them. Because oh, I will yeah. say this: you can run out of time. Oh no, so, that's what I was going to say. Unless if you run out of time, that's Which the whole. Happened. It, it yeah. happened to me, and I was really not happy about it. <laughs> I had to yeah. Go back and play the first level again. Yeah. So essentially, the PC eating contest, unless you run out of time for the first couple of them, um, not really that difficult. Um, the because you only have to get like I think it's nine um, to win, and he needs to get like twenty-seven or something. Um, so you really have to fuck up. 
um, to lose the pizza eating contest without running out of time. Yeah, um, like, like we said, you can run out of time because I was trying to figure out what I was doing. And yeah. as I was trying to figure that out, I ran out of time and yeah. I had to go back in first level. That's yeah. so annoying. Yep, it so, was, uh, I, I almost shut the game off. <laughs> and the uh, and the one fun thing for my uh, thing and last word on Yonoid here, um, a lot of my trouble early on was remembering where B and A was in my head. Because <laughs> one one's jump, one was yo-yo, and sometimes I would do the opposite and die. Um, That's fair. So that... that <laughs> That was a lot of my early deaths, but um, yep, totally terrible game. Um, if I think the only curiosity and fun would come from trying to speedrun it, I feel like it's enough of a challenge being a shitty game no that way. if you can learn how to speedrun it, it can be an accomplishment. Did I know there's. Watch, did you watch any speedruns on this? I saw that the Mexican Runner did it, so I'm pretty sure that's going to be a good one to watch. But I have not watched it. Okay. Um, he's usually really good about these shitty. He like does a he does the Disney ones. I think he has a lot of Lion King and stuff like that um, that he speed runs. Which, while better than Yo Noid, are mm. not the best platformers in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, Tom, um, my brain is clear. I am not thinking of the games or genres <laughs> or systems. But spin that wheel. Well, Tom, I think that new batch of NES and SNES games coming in handy here. Um, we got another NES game. Um, nothing can be worse than Yo Noid. Um, thankfully, we did not pull Fester's Quest, which might be the only game in your pile that could be worse than Yo Noid. Um, so let the audience know what Nintendo Entertainment System game we are playing this week. We are playing the Uncanny X-Men Nintendo Entertainment System. That sounds promising. Hell yeah. You know, licensed Marvel games in the 80s and 90s were never shit. No, never. <laughs> they were never bad at, ever. Don't speak oh boy. ill of these games. <laughs> I hope you're prepared. Um, yeah. I, I've honestly never played an 8-bit Marvel like a comic game. Um, I don't even know what this looks like. Yeah. I just have oh, the yeah. theme song stuck in my head immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played I played all the, the Genesis and Super Nintendo ones that were big in the mid 90s. But yeah, so this will be interesting. Um, yeah, played through it. Like I said, can't be worse than last week. But then again, we said it could. Ooh. Nothing could be worse than Dr. Mario. And then we found something worse. Yeah, um, this is my bad. <laughs> you, you gave you you did not give it enough of a chance. I feel I guess yeah. not. Yeah. But uh, we gave Yo Noid as much of a chance as it deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got more yeah. of a chance, honestly. Yeah. So join us on Monday um, as we play uh, through the Uncanny X Men, or play a bit of it. I don't know entirely how long the game is. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably um, I'm going to be streaming on Sunday. I don't know if I'm just going to try and plow through um, the rest of Super Mario RPG or most of it um, on there um, with you, but we'll definitely. I'm trying to I'm trying to go live at least once a week. Um, in here, yeah, me taking up again real life video games of joining a bowling league has eaten up another day for me to <laughs> stream. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for joining me. Um, you can find us on Twitter, um, uh, if it's still around, um, <laughs> by the time this episode airs, um, nice. at Game Vault Pod. Um, I believe we are on Blue Sky as well. Um, we're on threads, so if any 
if the hell site finally goes down, um, you know, we can, uh, you have bases to migrate to uh, check us out. And of course, we're on Twitch um, at Gameball Pod as well. And then um, we do have the YouTube channel, which um, I got to add some of the extra life stuff and um, get some of the Final Fantasy stuff um, up in the Super Mario RPG and all that good stuff um, up there. So, um, yeah. Thank you for joining me. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.